Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Monday, July 13th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides, brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, only Penn Orthopedics has the reputation and ingenuity and the expertise to offer the region's widest array of treatments in every orthopedic specialty, all in a safe and secure environment. The Penn Orthopedics team creates the ideal care plan with options fueled by our own world-renowned research Doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at penmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. Well, welcome to phase three of the NHL return to play protocol. Friday was a big day. We alluded to it in Friday's episode and the NHLPA and the NHL Board of Governors uh, each voted to ratify the CBA and the return to play and with NHL hockey, the countdown is on. We have a schedule. More on that in a moment. The players, the NHLPA, they membership, they voted 502 votes in favor of and 135 not in favor of ratifying the full CBA and return to play package. 78.8% of the voters uh, voted in favor of uh, ratifying the new deal. The owners, the Board of Governors, it was a unanimous uh, vote in favor of the CBA and return to play. And with that, we got some clarity on some very key dates. The NHL critical dates calendar, beginning obviously this day, July 13th is when training camps open. Phase three is underway. Uh, July 26th, all teams will travel to their hub cities, Edmonton for the teams in the Western Conference, Toronto for the teams in the Eastern Conference, including the Philadelphia Flyers. Then July 28th to 30th is when an exhibition game for each team will take place. Each team will play one exhibition game. August 1st is when the Stanley Cup qualifiers begin. Those are the best of five series uh, for those bottom teams in each division or in each conference, rather. Those are for those bottom teams in each conference to determine the field of 16. August 10th is when phase two of the NHL draft lottery will take place. That'll be after all those teams have played those best of five series, three games a day in each location, six hockey games. I believe it's 58 games in nine or 10 days. And then on August 11th, the first round will begin. One of the advantages the Flyers get as being one of the top four teams in the conference is obviously they don't they don't have to play their way into the field of 16, but they also get two days between each game. We'll get to their actual schedule coming up. Uh, the first round, like I said, begins on August 11th. August 25th will be the second round. September 8th is when the conference finals will begin, and it looks like it'll be all held in Edmonton. The four teams will come together in that location. September 22nd, the Stanley Cup final will begin, and the last possible date for the Stanley Cup to be handed out will be October 4th. The NHL draft will then be uh, about six days after that, October 9th through the 10th. Free agency to follow that. And then teams will report in mid-November uh, for a training camp to prepare for the 2020-21 season, which will begin on December 1st. Uh, these dates, some of these dates, flexible for obvious reasons. Uh, there's still a lot of unknown variables here and things uh, out of the league's control. Uh, but that is what the NHL is planning on trying to keep to. That is their critical dates calendar. As for the Philadelphia Flyers, they will return to the ice against the Boston Bruins. And that is coming up on August 2nd. We don't have game times just yet. Uh, from some recording from uh, Bob McKenzie at TSN, though, it looks like the teams in the round robins, their games will be a 4 o'clock game on the day uh, that they play. 
So the Flyers' first game against the Boston Bruins on August 2nd. The second game, four days later, they'll take on the Washington Capitals on Thursday, August 6th. And then they'll round out their round robin on August 9th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And their their game against the Lightning is actually the last game of the round robin. So going into that game, uh, the Flyers are in a position to move up. They'll know exactly what they have to do against the Tampa Bay Lightning to move up one, two, or maybe even three spots in the uh, seating here in the Eastern Conference. So the best of five series between the Rangers and Carolina and Florida and the Islanders, Pittsburgh and the Canadians and then the Columbus Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs, they'll all begin coming up on August 1st. So a lot of hockey, less than three weeks now until NHL hockey is back, and that is good news. Players did have until yesterday to opt out. Uh, several players did opt out for a variety of different reasons, including Travis Hamanick with the Calgary Flames. Uh, some other players, including Max Domi, who's a diabetic, uh, uh, waiting a little bit longer to determine what he is going to do. Uh, but uh, players, uh, for the most part, in the NHL all returning to play for the teams that are eligible, either in the best-of-five play-in round or, in the Flyers' case, uh, the round-robin leading to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So a lot of great news to come out of Friday, and uh, we got the countdown now on until the game gets back on the ice. What we found out Friday as well uh, as a part of Flyers' awards week was that Sean Couturier picked up his second Bobby Clark trophy, second in a row. Uh, the Flyers' forward center just has had another incredible season for the orange and black doing so well uh, in games where he's got to shut down the top line of the opposition and then also be a net positive at the other end to be a guy that contributes offensively with goals and assists he's done exactly that this year Sean Couturier has had another fantastic year at the midway point of the season the Professional Hockey Writers Association when they named their midseason awards had him as the winner of the Selkie Trophy we'll see if that's the case when the NHL awards come out uh, eventually at some point here in this offseason but right now had a chance to catch up with Sean Couturier after winning his second Bobby Clark Trophy, and here's that conversation. And joining us right now on Flyers Daily, the recipient of the Bobby Clark Award as the team's MVP for the Philadelphia Flyers for the 2019-20 season. Joining us right now, and it is number 14, Sean Couturier. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Yourself? Uh, we're all hanging in there, man. I'm getting excited because the game's coming back, right? And you guys are going to start training camp in a couple of days, and... Uh, the NHL playoffs are going to come and culminate a season, and I, I love playoff hockey. I know you do as well. It, it means a lot for you guys to get back into the playoffs and, and hopefully do some damage, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, it's been a long, uh, long break. Uh, not much to do, so it's kind of nice to get back uh, to the rink and, and see uh, your teammates, and, and hopefully we can uh, you know get back to... to uh, having the success that we were having just before the break. So, uh, you know, we're, I think, uh, I think we're looking forward to that. Uh, let's talk about your individual success and why you're on this uh, call right now and, and on Flyers Daily is because uh, you win the team MVP award. It's voted on by the uh, media and, and the uh, broadcasters. Uh, what, what does it mean to, to win this award named after, you know, Bob Clark, who meant so much to this organization as pretty much Mr. Flyer? Yeah, it's uh it's a great honor. Um, Obviously, like you said, um, you know, Mr. Clark, uh, you know, means a lot to uh, to the Flyers, to the city, to the organization. And, um, you know, with an uh, organization with so much history, it's, uh, it's nice to be, uh, you know, one of the those uh, award wins, uh, winners. But, uh, you know, all, all that success uh, individually, uh, I wouldn't be able to have it without my teammates, uh, line mates, 
um, you know, it's, uh, it's as a unit, as a team that we, we have a lot of success. And this year we, we, we did have some. So, um, you know, I'm just glad that as a team we had a, a good year. Uh, when you look at this year and and your past two seasons, statistically all really good years, and you made that jump uh, a few years ago when, when you know you kind of went to the coaching staff, Dave Haxtell at the time, and said, you know, I want to be put in more offensive situations. It's paid huge dividends for you and and, and your productivity from a statistical standpoint. But uh, what has been different over those three years for you, kind of game in and game out, and your confidence as a player at the NHL level? Uh, well, I think, like you said, this is a huge thing in the NHL. Um, yeah, um, I think just getting more opportunities, knowing you're going to get chances night in, night out, um, helps a lot mentally. Uh, it can be long, uh, you know, 82 games, but when you know you're going to get uh, different chances uh, on uh, most nights, especially playing with some, some great players like like uh, like Giroux or Voracek in the past few years, uh you know, those chances come a little easier. So um, just just knowing mentally that you're getting those chances, uh, it kind of just facilitates the game, eases your, your mind, and just makes you feel a lot more comfortable out there. Uh, when your parents hear about uh, an award like this for you, what's their reaction? Because I know you grow, you've grown up in a hockey family. It's been a part of your family. It's obviously been a huge part of your life. Um, but, but to see this come to fruition, your dad was a player, you know, what, what does it mean to them and, and what's their reaction to your success? Uh, well, obviously they're, they're proud of me. They're, they're happy for me. Um, you know, they know I had another great year. Um, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's not something we really talk a whole lot about. Uh, you know, my dad and, you know, my parents talk more about, you know, one day bring the cup back home. So that's more, that's more of the, the, the the goal within the family or you know the kind of things they they would uh you know like to to be part of um and get to to touch i guess um and i guess that's kind of the the culture i kind of grew up in is you know more of a the team environment and team success is is probably more important more uh more things we talk about than than the individual awards. Yeah, I always talk about it with hockey players. It's never I scored, it's we scored. Um, it, that's the culture of the sport. What's the one thing, you know, your dad kind of taught you as a player? You know, the, the game is so much about doing the little things right, doing them consistently, and being ready to play mentally and physically as best you can day in and day out. But what's the one thing that your dad instilled in you um, that you still carry to this day and you can still hear him harping on you about when you were a kid? Um, well, I think growing up is, is all about, you know, having fun, enjoying the game. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, he was, he was a professional hockey player as well. So never, you know, he always wanted my success, but never really, you know, put, put that extra pressure on me. Um, and you, you know, I kind of thank him for that. And, um, you know, that was probably the, the biggest thing is just enjoy the game, have some fun. And, and I think it's just to get better every day, try to learn something new. And that's how you kind of, you know, become uh, a great player, I guess. Yeah. I always say that to younger kids that I coach or that you're around, you get to talk to take as much as you can from the game and then give it back when you can. Um, how good has it been for, you know, you guys to get together the group back together here in phase two as players have been trickling in and everybody going to be uh, present and accounted for, for training camp coming up in just a couple of days. Um, you know, when you look at that, how good has it been, you know, kind of be around the boys again? 
yeah, it's nice. Uh, some more uh, more faces at the ring, some more guys. Um, you know, nice to get some more uh, quality. And uh, you know, we're we're just trying to trying to put. Hello. You there? I got you back now. All of a sudden, yeah. I lost you for a bit there. <laughs> Sorry, if you could just repeat the question, maybe. Um, what, what's it been like back, you know, being around the boys and as you guys prepare? Yeah, it's nice to see more guys at the rink. Uh, you know, guys uh, enthusiastic to kind of get going again. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're all there for the same reason now, just to win a cup, and uh, hopefully we can just, you know, pick off where, where we left off, I guess. Well, what's it been like getting back on the ice when you first got back on the ice? Uh, what did that feel like both physically and that comfort zone of being out there where, you know, you're doing what, what you were born to do and, and your profession? Well, at first it was kind of, you know, tough uh, being in, in smaller groups of, you know, four, five, six guys on the ice. Uh, it's tough to kind of get any flow going or any, any pace going. So uh, for a few weeks that was kind of, kind of a grind. But as, as more guys uh, added to the group, uh, it was, it was a little better, but you know, now these last few days, you know, more guys are there, larger groups and we can, uh, we can get more of a uh, quality ice time and, and get ready for, uh, for next week, the next two weeks of camp. Uh, we talked earlier in the pause and, you know, you and a lot of your teammates are, you're doing everything you can while things were kind of shut down t- to stay in shape. When you got back on the ice, did you, did you feel like you did, you did the best job you could in that period of time? Or when you got back on the ice, you're like, man, this, this kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did the most I could with what I had. And um, I actually feel pretty good, uh, you know, injury wise, uh, you know, no injuries, uh, feel fresh. Um, feels like I had, you know, like a full off season off and we're going into playoffs. I think the, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest thing or the biggest, uh, uh, thing that's going to be hard to get back into the is the same pace we had when we we, we stopped um the game speed the 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 timing and everything that's going to be something we'll have to to work on hard in the next few weeks to get back to where we were usually you kind of build that off all year and you, you jump into playoffs at, at the highest uh, pace possible but it's going to be important to kind of raise that pace uh, really quickly and, and, and get better every day. Coach, you've played in the playoffs. You, you know, you felt that difference between regular season hockey and playoff hockey is a big element of you guys hitting the ground running uh, when these games start both in the round robin and then eventually the actual playoffs in the field of 16 to be able to, to build confidence as a group as quickly as possible that you're as closely resemble that team that you were before the pause that you are now. Well, I think we're we're one of the sixteen teams in the playoffs, so we we should have our our confidence. Uh, you know, it's I think for that for that reason, it's the same thing going into playoffs for for everyone, um, except for maybe you know we have the bye, but other teams are are playing in. They might they might have a little little advantage, but I think in the long run we could you know we can benefit from that. And and like I said, guys are fresh. Guys are, are ready to go. It's, I think it's just going to be important to find our uh, our full, uh, you know, top top pace that that we were at before the break, and and kind of go from there. But I think at the same time, everyone's kind of going to be fighting for that uh, that that pace, I guess. Uh, when you get into these games with no fans in a hub location, it's going to really be all about hockey. You guys kind of uh, you know bubbled off from the world. 
Um, that kind of happens by proxy when you guys are in the playoffs anyway. You really want to concentrate on the task at hand. Uh, what's your interest life's going to be like in, in the bubble in Toronto? Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm I'm not too sure how it's, it's going to be. Um, you know, we've we've kind of have the same info as as you guys had uh, through the media. So um, it's going to be it's going to be tough, but at the same time, you know, we're we're there for one goal is you know to win the Stanley Cup, and and uh, you know I think if if you ask you know any young guy or kid you know growing up, if, you know you you. You lock your lock them for two months, and and you have a chance to win the cup. Well, you know here we are in the, in that situation. So, um, you know I personally uh, gonna do you know whatever I can to to get a chance to win that cup, and and it's 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 one of those tough situations this year, but it is what it is, and uh, it's still the Stanley Cup at the end of the day. Could you alluded to the fact that those teams that are in the best of five playing round are going to come in with a little bit more of a sense of urgency immediately? You guys are going to be playing as a four seed going in uh, for higher seeding uh, against uh, Tampa, against Boston, against Washington, who this year you went five, three, and one against. Um, those games meaning something for seeding is is a good thing for you guys, I would imagine. Well, obviously for us, yeah, it's. Uh... It's it's a great uh, scenario. Uh, we can't really you know go any lower than than our fourth seeding as as we are right now. So we can only kind of get better and and maybe you know get a little better home ice advantage you know down down the stretch in the playoffs. Um, obviously no fans, but uh, with the last change and all that, it can you know it can play uh, into fact for for big games. So um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's something I think we'll be uh, we'll be be ready to to play for. Our intensity is going to be there for sure, and I think we're we're going to try to you know win uh, win those games. I broke down in one in a previous episode what you guys did against those teams, and I looked back at those games really hard. You guys went three zero and one against the Washington Capitals. We know Ovechkin uh, with another uh, three in a row Richard trophies, nine total in his career, and against you guys. A guy like Ovechkin didn't have a single point in those three zero and one. You're a big part of that. You uh, are the guy uh, on the ice in a lot of those situations to match up against the the opposition's top line, and yet you still manage to put up points and be net positive on the offensive end as well. That's a delicate balance, isn't it? To be able to be so good defensively, but also be net positive at the other end. Uh, yeah. Well, like like you said, it's 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 balance. You need you need to kind of know when it's time to kind of go on the offense and, and be on the right side of the puck all the time. Uh, you know, those guys, if, if you're on the wrong side of the puck just once or twice a game, they can make you pay big time. So uh, it's important to just, you know, be uh, be in the right place at the right time all the time and and uh, just do the job. But at, at the same time, I, I don't think it's it's only me. You know, we have uh, we have some, some pretty good D-man, some good goaltending also against them. So, uh, you know, Provi's Provy's a big part of that too. He, he plays against the the big guys every night, and you know he's uh, he's a positive player also most nights. So he's you know he's he's a he's a huge part of that. Uh, everybody is mentioning your name once again at the midseason uh, awards from the Professional Hockey Writers Association. They had you as the Selkie winner. Um, not much has changed in that time. Uh, there's an anticipation that this could be your first Selkie. Um, with names like Patrice Bergeron and Andre Kopitar have won the award, what would it mean to win that award and and check that box from an individual standpoint? 
well, it, it would be a great honor, obviously. Um, it's it's one of those awards where they, I guess it's 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 one of those uh, that get rewarded for the playing the right way, I guess, uh, being solid defensively. But nowadays, it's it's more of a two way two way forward award where you gotta you know put up some numbers offensively also and. Um, just to be just to be recognized by 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 the media by the other players around the league, uh, it's already a great honor, especially especially being nominated or or being named in the same conversation as as the guys you just named. Uh, it's already uh, pretty pretty special. The the awareness of who you're playing against, you know, you know who you're playing against that night. You know the the task at hand and pre scout and all that stuff. But as the flow of a game happens, I got to ask you about this because. You know, the awareness of guys jumping on the ice and, and how you have to change in, in your role as a center in coverage systems and defensively and how you want to attack offensively. There has to be a lot of thinking that happens without really thinking at, on the ice. Uh, yeah, you're kind of right uh, in some way. Yeah, you Like you said, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's almost a mind game, especially going up against, uh, you know, some – some players like that were pitchers Bezron and, and Taze and Kopitar, O'Reilly. Those are guys that play, you know, some some good 200 feet uh, game. And you gotta you gotta wait for your chances. You can't cheat. Um, it's almost like a chess match out there some nights. Um, but I think the important thing is just to to never cheat. Just be always on the right side of the puck, and uh, your chances are going to come. And when they come, you just got to take advantage of them. You got to trust your instincts and trust your 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 skills to kind of, you know, capitalize on those chances when they are there. Uh, I never asked you this before. Who, who's, when you were growing up, who's the guy that you modeled your game after? Um, I had, I had a lot of guys that I would model my game after. Um, I mean, there was Eric Stahl, um, Jordan Stahl, um, Malkin, Crosby, those were all guys I kind of looked up to a little bit uh, growing up, and uh, try to take uh, try to take the the good in in their game and, and see what they would do uh, on a nightly basis, and try to try to put that into my game. And that's kind of who I looked up to, and that's uh, you know those are great players to kind of you know learn the game from. And now you're going to try and battle them to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, the, the the whole process of the pause and the NHLPA and the NHL working together was really tremendous to see, Sean, uh, and how they worked in, in concert to, to solve some issues for you guys with escrow and, you know, decide how they were going to do these playoffs and everything. And the integrity is there for the Stanley Cup. It's going to be far different, obviously, uh, than any other cup. Is, is this one probably even more difficult because of some of these situations to battle it out and overcome these the pandemic and everything that goes along with it to, to, to earn that cup? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to lie here. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough situation in, in all assets of life, pretty much. Uh, it's no different for us. So, um, with all the negotiations, CBA negotiations, uh, return to play, uh, playoffs, everything. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think with, uh, with the new deal offered and, and the agreement they have is, uh, it's pretty good for, for everyone in, in, in the circumstances we are today. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to get back on the ice and, and, uh, battle for, uh, for the, for the cup here. 
Let me distract you from that for a second, because one of the things that was uh, agreed to in the new CBA is, is Olympics. I've tried to recruit you for Team USA because you were born in Arizona, but you're not going to go with me. Uh, what would it mean to, uh, for you to play for your country in the Olympics, best on best tournament? I mean, it'd be awesome, obviously. Um, it's something, it's always special for, for us, um, you know, wearing your, your, your country's colors and, and uh, the Maple Leaf for us. Um, you know, I've been, I've been through a few world championships and it's always a great honor, uh, to represent your country and, and your nation. And, uh, you know, it'd be probably extra special because it's the Olympics. So, um, yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see if, if, if I'm, uh, if I'm on the roster or not, but it's, it's not a goal of mine, but it, it would obviously be, uh, be really nice be something you could look back on when it's all said and done, but that's a long way away. Um, Sean, preparations are underway for the playoffs. Um, you guys are ramping it up and, and getting ready for it. Congratulations on the Bobby Clark Award. Uh, it's a big one, team MVP, and you know, best of luck coming up in these playoffs and uh, everybody uh, kind of going on a nice long run. I know you guys would enjoy it. The fans are, are chomping at the bit to get the game back on the ice. So we appreciate you taking the time here on Flyers Daily, as always. All right, thanks. Thanks to Sean Couturier for joining us here on Flyers Daily. Uh, Training camp is underway in Voorhees as preparations are underway for the Philadelphia Flyers uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Their first game coming up on August 2nd, oddly enough, against the team that they last played before the NHL pause on March 10th. That would be the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins had the best record in the NHL, the only team with 100 points, the President's Trophy winner. So it'll be a tough uh, matchup uh, right out of the gate for the Flyers. They will have that one exhibition game prior to that uh, on a date to be determined between the 28th and 30th of the month of July. So the countdown is on to the return of hockey. And right here on Flyers Daily, we're going to have a ton of great content for you. Great week last week. If you missed any of the coaches on Coaches Week, we talked to Mike Yo on Tuesday. We talked to Ian LaPerriere on Wednesday, Michelle Tarian on Thursday, and Kim Dillabaugh on Friday. All those interviews in those episodes you can check out. And we also had a lot of guests last week for Players Award Week. Uh, Scott Lawton, who picked up two awards, the Yannick Dupre Award and the Pelly Lindbergh Memorial Award for the Most Improved Player, uh, joined us last week on Thursday. And on Friday, Ivan Provorov joined us. And, uh, of course, in this episode, we heard from Sean Couturier, who picks up the Bobby Clark Trophy as the team's MVP. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, which is brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. Everybody, thanks for listening. Flyers hockey is back. Welcome to Phase 3, and the countdown is on for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Sunday.